if you're the person who's willing to bring people together and create the space and facilitate, it immediately gives you a certain level of credibility and authority. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, and small business owners build their businesses after long careers as employees. We believe you should be able to do more of what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. Today on Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with Jason Van Orden. In today's episode, you'll learn how you can exceed your previous employment income by connecting with the people you can serve best and providing outcomes that they desire. Stay with us to hear all the details. How do you feel about where your business is today? Most of us do our best work in collaborative, supportive environments. Come explore ours. The Smashing the Plateau community can help you build your business through engaging discussions, live events, a private communication platform, accountability partners, and lots more. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Jason Van Orden. Jason helps consultants and coaches turn their expertise into online courses and group programs so they can help more people and generate more income. His mission is to help visionaries with impactful ideas to connect with the people they serve best and the problems they can most uniquely solve. Jason, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks, David, for having me. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Same here. So the last time you were on, Jason, we talked about how to build a solid business as a thought leader. And I know you've been working with consultants and coaches for a long time. Why in particular do you focus on this audience? Oh, yeah, this is a great question. I really appreciate this question. I've never been asked it before. No way. But I have a good answer, I think. So a couple of reasons. Number one, and one of them, there are a couple internal reasons. One is I'm a very curious person who loves ideas and working with coaches and consultants, you know, there are people who have ideas that they want to share and put out there in the world. And it's so interesting to discover each person's unique approach to serving the people that they serve. And I learned so much about different just, you know, B2B topics, but also B2C topics. And, and so it feeds my curiosity is one of the answers. But then the other answer is that by helping coaches and consultants to reach more of the people that they are uniquely positioned to serve, like you said, I feel like I'm also amplifying my own impact in the world. Like if I can do something that, you know, gives some increase to the impact that they have, helps them serve that many more people, it compounds what I'm also putting out there in the world as, as value as well. So for those reasons, I, I love working with coaches and consultants. That's a great answer. So let's go deeper with one subset of your audience, which is the person that I call the corporate refugee. So someone mm. who usually has somewhere between 20 and 40 years of corporate experience before they leave and become a consultant or a coach. And in particular, when you're in that scenario and you leave a, you know, often it's a mid to high level position where as a high achiever, you you work really hard. You mm -hmm. typically, by the time you leave, you will have a daily calendar that's always full. Your inbox is overflowing. There's a team of people to take care of things that you aren't responsible for. There's also this built-in social structure of people you can bounce ideas off of, right. collaborate with. You know, pre-COVID, obviously a lot of this stuff happened in person. People have figured out ways to to 
do some of this online and now people are back to in-person or some kind of hybrid structure. But once you leave the corporate cocoon and you go out on your own, you, you know, particularly if, if you start off without any business, you're starting your business from scratch. You have an empty calendar, empty inbox. There's no team. And this social structure that you left, uh, very often those people are now ghosting you because you have left mm. and mm -hmm. you're seen as kind of a pariah. You've done what maybe they would love to do, but they have feared that they're not going to be able to make it work. And you haven't yet found your new community of entrepreneurs. So you're spending a lot of time alone and then you have to get up and sell something you've never sold before, namely yourself. And it's often a very daunting experience. So, you know, as someone who helps with the actual business part of what folks like this, you know, the corporate refugees need to do to replace their corporate income, what do you advise them to do to get their income up as quickly as possible? Yeah. So in order to make money as a coach or consultant, you need to figure out as quickly as possible who you can create value for very specifically and what are the outcomes that they are actively looking for that you're able to facilitate for them. And those are the two things to figure out as soon as possible. Who was your ideal person to help and what are the outcomes that they are ideally looking for? And so that might require a little bit of experimentation because sometimes you, you are doing exactly similar to what you were doing in the corporate realm. And sometimes you're wanting to shift it or apply your expertise in a slightly different way. And one thing that can really help to make those decisions as quickly as possible and help with some of that corporate, uh, you know, that loneliness or, you know, feeling like the pride, like you said, is to start having conversations with a lot of people and specifically what I would call customer discovery conversations. And what those look like is, you know, again, to define as closely as you can the type of person that you want to help. You know, it's like, hey, th this is who I have an affinity for. This is who I feel I can create value for. This is who I have some kind of access to in my network or I feel like I can figure out how to get access to them. And then set up these 20 to 30 minute interviews where you're essentially just asking people good open-ended questions about where they're at, where they want to go, and what is the gap in between those things? And, you know, of course, you're narrowing it in on a topic that you that, that relates to something you want to to help people with. But a few things happen when you start having these conversations. First of all, it provides a lot of fodder for for you know, ideas of like, OK, this is the kind of offer that I can put out. I can put out there. It gives you a lot of ideas of good messaging to use in order to get gain the attention of those people that you want to help. Because by taking what you hear people saying, the kinds of people you want to serve, what they're saying, and using that in your content and your messaging, you immediately are creating this sense of resonance and relevance in what you are, are talking about. And it also helps then ensure that as you put an offer out there, you are presenting it and framing it in a way that feels like it is exactly what that kind of person has been looking for. Now, somebody might be listening to this going like, okay, well, how do I find those people? Well, you know, one is that you, you can put out there in your networking, you post to social media, you know, any channel where you have access to people, you can ask for, for referrals and you just make it clear. It's like, look, I'm not looking to sell anything right now. I am 
creating, I'm working, I have a new project as I've stepped out into a new realm. I'm working on some new things to help this kind of person reach these kinds of things. And I just want to better understand the goals, the circumstances, the challenges that, uh, that those kinds of people are running into so that I can do my best job in creating content and tools and services that will help them to the best of my ability. And if you go and do half a dozen to 10 of those interviews, you're going to start seeing some some through lines and it's going to start bringing some some clarification. And some of those people can end up then being interested in working with you. If later you follow up, you're like, hey, so grateful for everything you you shared with me. I just want to let you know some of the insights I came up with as I talk to people like you. And here's, you know, I've put together uh, something that might might interest you to know about, you know, would you like to hop back on a, a call and and chat about it? But if nothing else, it starts feeding your excitement, your confidence. And, you know, those people might lead to like, oh, you know who you should talk to next? And that's always something you should ask at the end of these interviews. Is there anybody you know that I should, that I should also, you know, that you can introduce me to that I can also talk about? So that's a, you know, that I know we're talking about how do we make money as quickly as possible? Well, that helps you zero in on the who and the offer as quickly as possible. Then follow up with those people to either get referrals or see if they might be interested as well. And the one last thing that then I will add to this is once you've really zeroed on on the who and what you're going to provide for them, find a channel, a place online or offline where those people are congregating, hanging out, join the networking group, you know, get on, uh, maybe it's on, on LinkedIn or, or, or some social media and start engaging and connecting with as many of those people as you can. And again, starting conversations there. And conversations are just so useful for zeroing in on everything that somebody needs to figure out and decide and get to. And they are first stepping out and trying to brand themselves as a coach or consultant working on their own. Right. And what you're saying is you don't need a lot of these conversations. You said six to 10, which is not a lot of time for you to figure out who you might want to target. Yeah. And it's, you know, customer discovery is an ongoing thing that I think it's great to always kind of be engaging with. And so it's something that on occasion I'll set up these interviews, or if I'm at a conference, I try to have these kinds of conversations or, but yeah, if somebody has just stepped out, exactly. Like if you just say, okay, over the next two weeks, I'm going to set up uh, as many of these can, I can shooting for at least a half a dozen, it, it will already provide quite a bit of what's, what's needed to get some, some traction and insight. Yeah. And if you're in a place where you're feeling unsure of yourself because let's face it, if you've been in corporate for a long time, your self-identity is very likely tied to your job title, right? I'm, yep. I'm David who is vice president at such and such company. Yeah. And then the day you leave, you're no longer that person. You're somebody else. And if you haven't figured out who you're going to serve, that can, that often leads to self-confidence issues. Right. Right. Yeah. So do you have any suggestions about how to overcome the lack of self-confidence while you're having these conversations? Yeah. So the, the conversations themselves sh should help already a, a bit because people will start sharing struggles and things they're dealing with and you'll start getting ideas and start going, like, oh, I can help with that. I, I've got an answer for that. To further then build that uh, self-confidence, I've got a couple tools, very specific tools, actually, I can recommend. One is... Fantastic book by 
Dan Sullivan runs a company called Strategic Coach, very successful entrepreneurial coaching company, he has a great team that works with them. And they came up with a book called Unique Ability. In fact, there's a 2.0 version. It's been out for several years now. This is one of the most valuable things I ever did as a coach, as an entrepreneur, was to go through this unique ability process. And what it is, part of that is having these conversations. Also, there's a couple of assessments that he has you take along with it. But what you're trying to zero in on is where do I create the greatest value in the world? And, and part of it like, has you send out. And if you don't want to get the book, because you know, it it's not just like a $10, $20 book. I think it's actually like 50 or so dollars. Totally worth it. But one of the gists of it is send out 10 emails to trusted colleagues. You know, maybe not like your, your mom or, or your, your sibling who, you know, I don't know. You can gas them too, but definitely branch out from that. Because of course your mom's going to tell you like, hey, uh, you're, you're amazing, right? But, um, and that's fine. But like, you Depends know, on the mom. Yeah, right. But asking questions like, hey, like what are things that you feel like you can depend on me for? What are things that I'm good at? Where do you see me at my, my best? And you no, know, that's, it's feedback we don't often ask for. But it's hard. It's easy. Actually, actually, let me put it this way. It's easy for us to overlook some of our greatest strengths and some of the places where we create the greatest value. I'll give you a quick example for myself. I mean, in doing this process and then also just repeating it over, over the years, you know, I've come to realize, okay, I'm really good at taking concepts and creating a framework out of it that allows somebody to quickly apply the fundamentals to gain a certain insight around that concept or a certain you know, outcome that they need to, to figure out. And I've really leaned into that. In fact, everything that I do, if you listen to my podcast, if you take a course from me, I'm constantly making frameworks, frameworks, frameworks. And that's what I do with my clients as well. And it took me a little while of this process to realize, oh, not everybody thinks that way. You mean this isn't just a natural thing for like we were so quick to discount it, to overlook it, to assume everybody operates that way. But we don't. We all have different gifts. We all have different ways our brains work. We all have different uh, you know, experiences and backgrounds. And so gaining that insight. So customer discovery interviews, plus send out 10 of these emails and get that feedback. If you've got the extra cash, go buy unique ability. Or there's also a wonderful a second tool I really love is StrengthsFinder 2.0 because it shows, I think it's it's funny that both of those are 2.0, but they are. But uh, that one's put out there by the Gallup organization, 30 strengths that you know they've broken down and you take this assessment, you buy the book, that one's only, I think, 12, 15 bucks. You take an assessment, it says, here are your top five out of those 30 strengths. And then you read those five chapters and it says, here's where you show up at your best. Avoid stuff like this because it's going to frustrate you and really hold you back. And then focus on your strengths. And so first of all, you're going to read these things and go like, oh my gosh, that is me. And I think that feeds, it's always fed my confidence. And then by focusing on those things and avoiding the things it says to avoid, that's going to build your confidence because what eats our confidence, one of many things that eats our confidence is focusing on things that aren't our strengths. And then we start doubting ourselves and not getting the results we want and wondering why and thinking we need to like, oh, I got to fix that weakness because it's holding me back. Focus on your unique ability, focus on your strengths and the confidence will come along with that. Okay. So now I actually have a 2.0 question, which is, okay, right. You're, you've gone, gotten past the initial hump of trying to replace your corporate income. One of the great benefits of being an entrepreneur is that you can increase your income substantially in a way that you can't when you're an employee. Right. Right. So even you know, somebody who's in a high paying field, there is usually an upper limit of what you can earn as an employee right? in a particular role. Whereas as an entrepreneur, in theory, there really isn't an upper limit. 
So once you figured out how to make enough money to pay your bills and you have replaced your corporate income, how can you go to a place where you exceed your corporate income and you can really increase it substantially? Yeah. I've noticed there are certain phases that coaches and consultants go through. And and this leads to the answer to your question. And the beginning is that experimental thing where you're trying to figure out who do I serve best? How do I serve them best? That's like phase number one. And that might be that you work with a few variety of people, you know, different types of people to zero it in. Second phase, you really have now settled into, oh no, I'm starting to get a process of how I help that person get to this result. So you're starting to develop your own approach because you've worked with a handful of people, you've gotten some consistent results and you're seeing what really works well. The answer to the question then comes to like, well, what that happens then at the next phase? Actually, there's one more phase. And then the next phase is, okay, now people are starting to recognize it's like, oh, you know, David or whoever, like, okay, they're good at X and this is the type of person. And you're starting to attract some referrals. So it's not just that you know who you work with, how to get results, but people are recognizing you for it. And that's where you're probably going to start replacing your income. Now, the answer to your question comes in, well, what's the next phase? Because eventually the ceiling you will hit is you can only sell so much of your time and energy. So, you know, at some point, yeah, you can raise your prices, but maybe, you know, you're going to hit a limit there. So, Here's the answer to be able to really blow the lid off of your income and open up new possibilities is you need to sit down and systematize your expertise and really think about like, okay, well, here are the steps and the frameworks and the tools in my own unique way. And it might, you know, it's not that, you know, pull from ideas that, you know, are you know out there and that other people might use to do similar things. But, you know, in business, we often know it's like, okay, I need to have operations systems so that I get things off my plate that are not my strengths and that are taking up time that I could actually hire someone else to do for me. We also need expertise systems. And so for instance, when I, and so as a great example, when I left my last business, I went through all of those phases. I was like, and I went through the, who am I, if I'm not Jason Van Orden of internet business mastery, which is a podcast that had been around for 12 years since 2005, very successful company. And I was moving on to new things. I went through experimentation. I finally figured out who I want to help, how to help them. And then what I did is I sat down and I created a system. And that's why I love helping people make online courses. It's not just about having the course that you can sell, but it's the fact that it really forces you to think about here are the milestones I take people through. Here are the key elements of what those people need, the missing skills, the missing knowledge, the tools that I need to give. And when you've done that, you've really codified your approach now suddenly you can get results for people. Even if you're not going for like a group program or online course, even if you're still doing one-on-one, I suddenly noticed I was sometimes spending half as much time with clients to get them the same results. Part of the reason for that was I wasn't repeating a lot of the same things over and over. Like the calls with my clients were really focused on, let's give you feedback. Let's answer your questions. Let's figure out next steps. Okay, now I'm going to point you to my client hub where here are two trainings, two tools, And then you're going to fill these things out. You're going to send them back to me so then I can give feedback. And it makes me a lot easier for me to give feedback to my clients because, you know, they've gone through the organizing of their thinking using my tools and I can batch my time of going through the things that they've sent me. So that's how you start opening up to really beating your corporate income as you systematize your thinking, your approach into what I call a signature method. And then you can either continue to offer that on a one-to-one basis or to really take it to the next level which is what I help my clients do is 
wrap it in some kind of scalable offer, like a group coaching program, or, you know, maybe it's retreats that you do or an online, you know, there's a lot of different formats that that can take. And now you're 3X, 5X, 10X, the capacity to help clients and you can make more money. It's like an Uber driver who's got three share riders in the car, as opposed to just the one person, like all three of those riders in the share ride are paying that driver. So they're making more money for their time off of the Uber share ride, as opposed to just, you know, the one person in their car for that ride. And in that model, is there a, a limit to how much you can make? Yeah. I mean, there, there will be, there will be a limit to capacity. Now there are a lot of things you can do. And of course you'll refine the system to, to take less of your time. And, and then what the ultimate is like some of the higher levels and this is like what Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach has done, or maybe some are familiar with like Donald Miller of uh, a story brand who has you know, fantastic marketing framework is you start training other people to teach and deliver your system, right? So Dan Sullivan's Strategic Coach, there are like, I don't know, a dozen or something different centers all over the world, London, Chicago, Toronto, Los Angeles, Dallas, and You've got coaches there that, are, but everything is broken down into frameworks that he and his team have created and then trained trainers, other coaches to deliver. Maybe, maybe you have a licensing or a certific certification program. Maybe it's people you actually hire into your organization. Not everybody's going to want to go to that level, but that's where then you can continue to take the capacity beyond a limit. Now, if you decide to keep it just on your own, yeah, you might, you might hit a limit, but it's definitely going to be much more than had you just kept on working one-to-one -one with people without systematizing your expertise and without really codifying like, here's how I do my best work for this specific kind of people. And I've got a system that I figured out for making it happen. That's great. Very helpful. Um, I want to go back to something we talked about earlier, which is tapping into communities. What's been your experience as either a community member and or a community leader that's been really beneficial for you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many benefits. So I'll talk about being, you know, community leader. You know, a friend and I of mine and I, Michael Roderick, who I believe you know as well, uh, we started an online networking community that meets once a month. And at first it was because we just wanted to have a project to do together. It was when COVID started, people were looking for new ways to, to connect. I was working on my own like networking skills and stuff. And so we started bringing people together on a monthly basis and it ended up benefiting me in so many ways that now I'm doing it three years later. And so here's how it's benefited me. Number one, if you're the person who's willing to bring people together and create the space and facilitate, it immediately gives you a certain level of credibility and authority. If you do a good job, you know, bring quality people together and it's focused and, and you're, you know, you iterate and improve. Like you come to our first meeting versus one that we do now, you're going to see a difference because we kept improving on it. Another thing that it does is if you, you know, frame the value proposition. So for us, we focused on let's give experts a place where they can come and connect with other content creators. So for interviews, guest opportunities, stuff like that, because we knew that both of us work with coaches, consultants, experts, and they're all looking for visibility. So what if we give a networking uh, event that offers that possibility to them? So you set it up to attract the right kind of people. Now, it's not a salesy event. That's not the purpose of the event. However, I have absolutely gotten clients. In fact, going back to what could you do to start getting income 
go start some kind of event like that is one thing I could suggest because I do get clients from it. And so, you know, in following up with people, one of the last things we do, I mean, we put people in breakout rooms. And one of the last things we do in that event is we set up topical rooms, seven or eight topical rooms, and people kind of for 30 minutes can just go through those rooms based on what interests them most. And I'm running one of those rooms. Mike's running one of those rooms. Other people. And so anybody who shows in, up in my room, I, I set that topic of that room to something very specific that's probably related to an offer I've got coming up in the near future. And so immediately now I know out of the 50 or so people that came to that event, here are the five or 10 or 12 that are thinking about the thing that I'm getting ready to offer something on. And those are the people I can follow up with and get on, on the phone with. So credibility and authority, expand and deepens your network. Uh, you can use it to attract leads and identify who's, who's ready and possible to work with you. And I have people who keep coming back month after month, or at least on a semi-regular basis, and they might not be ready to work with me now, but because I've kept them in my orbit, I call this the gravity method, two years down the road, it's not like they've just forgotten who I am. They're like, oh yeah, Jason, and he offers this and he does that. And so then it, it just keeps them in my world until they are you know, ready potentially to work with me. The last benefit, and I can just keep listening, but here, this last one I'll give is that it makes it easy for people to refer to me, right? Because it's very, like, we do a really good job with the networking. People get a lot of value out of it. And so they start telling their friends because they know their friends are going to show up and get a lot out of it and appreciate the referral. And, you know, it's harder to refer somebody when it's like, okay, well, I know that they're going to probably get sold to. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you know somebody's ready for a such and such service and you know somebody who provides that service, of course, you're going to refer them over and go like, you should talk to them. A call gets set up. Hopefully it turns into a client. But I love the fact that every month people are showing up to the networking that I didn't have to invite. Lots of other people invited them into my space, into my world. And then again, that keeps the rest. So it's very easy to refer people to me because they just know it's like, here's this free value thing that Jason and Mike offer. And I know people are going to get a lot out of it. And then that brings them into my world. So lead generation, keeping people coming back, easy to refer to, lots of, lots of things that come out of being a community leader. Brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. Jason, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed today or get in touch with you, where would be the best place for them to go? Yeah, well, I'd love to invite people to come check out my website, jasonvanorden.com. So it's J-A-S-O-N-V-A-N-O-R-D-E-N.com. And if you click on the newsletter button and submit your email there, I'll send you some of my best frameworks. And I talked about frameworks earlier, frameworks that help you with these things like messaging and customer discovery and stuff like that. So yeah, if anything's resonated or felt relevant to anyone and you'd like to learn more from me or get invited to one of these networking things, uh, just go sign up for the newsletter, shoot me an email, and, uh, and I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. Jason, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us again on Smashing the Plateau and share your insights and what is the latest and greatest with, uh, with Jason. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, well, thanks for the invite. I, I enjoyed it. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. On today's episode with Jason Van Orden, we learned how you can exceed your previous employment income by connecting with the people you can serve best and providing outcomes that they desire. How do you feel about where your business is today? Most of us do our best work in collaborative, supportive environments. Come explore ours. The Smashing the Plateau community can help you build your business through engaging discussions, live events, a private communication platform, accountability partners, and lots more. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com. I'm David Schreiner-Kahn. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. 
I'll see you on our next episode. 